Why do you want to fight? This is the fight game with Demond Cotton. Hello and welcome to today's edition of the fight game. I am your host. Damon Cotton. You can follow me on Twitter at Damon underscore the boss. I am joined by my producer and tag team partner, Jared Justice. You can follow Jared on Twitter at Jared Justice. And that is just us. Not justice as if you need a lawyer. But if you were a lawyer, you have the perfect name. I mean, most of my experience with the law is we, the jury, find the defendant. So, uh... That's probably not. I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm becoming a lawyer anytime soon. But All thank right, you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And yes, this is the fight game on twelve thirty. The game. You can call the show at 702-221-8982. And Jared, it is a big week here in Las Vegas. The NFL drafts in town. We've got boxing Saturday, the fight capital of the world, and there is going to be a big fight, and we're going to have two fighters. On that card here on the show today, Nico Ali Walsh will be up first at 11:10, and Shakur Stevenson at 11:30. Now, Jared, Nico Ali Walsh, the grandson of Muhammad Ali, he's an up-and-comer on the top-ranked card. Top rank, they're really putting him into a big position, thrusting him. This is only his fourth fight, and they're already saying, "Hey, you're on the main card," and this is going to be on ESPN and ESPN Plus. I mean, I. I hope he's one of those guys, and you will find out a little bit later when you uh, talk to him. I hope he's one of those guys that rises to the occasion rather than, you know, start sweating. Because I, if it was like, <laughs> hey, this is the fourth time you ever done a show, you're going to co-host. I would literally be, uh, uh, yeah, that, that we, there would be a lot of, there would be pools of sweat. Pools of sweat. Yes, sweating, uh, nervous, as you understand, the nerves get to you. I've been a little nervous this week, all the running around that we have to do for the NFL draft that's in town. And, Jared, there's so much going on around the city with the draft. How excited are you for the draft tonight? Because it ties into the show question when I get to it. I am super excited for the draft, especially this draft, because, and this is this is such a this this is kind of a loaded question on your part, but everyone I've talked to has been like, this draft could be really bad, man. Like these first ten picks could all wind up being busts because no one really knows because the eleven through one hundred picks we're all we're all sure those guys are going to be solid, but these first ten, man, thank God it's Vegas. Roll the dice, and so I'm really excited to see. I, I have to assume something weird's going to happen. Oh, man. You know what? To be honest, you say 11 through 100 is going to be real solid, and that's all fine and dandy. To be honest, when it comes to the actual players being drafted, wish them nothing but success, the best of luck in your future endeavors. But I just mean here in Vegas. I mean, oh. Saturday night is going to be, I don't even want to think about how hectic it's going to be driving. When you have Shakur Stevenson headlining a fight at MGM, You've got the strip is just going to be taken over with boxing, the draft, people. It's going to be people galore. Oh, yeah. If you if you have not figured out your parking plan for Saturday night, you have made a huge mistake. Yeah. And the show question that I want to throw out to everybody is if you had to start a promotion, who's your number one pick with the draft? You always have that number one pick. It's the coveted number one. You are judged for the rest of your career because you were the number one pick. That same person, if you're just an okay player, if you had been picked at 15, hey, solid pick at number 15. But number one, that covered at number one, it just has a different connotation. 
So if you were to start a fight promotion, who would be your number one pick is the question. You could say Tyson Fury. He's entertaining, undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. If boxing is your thing, MMA, Conor McGregor, maybe. If you want to sell, if you want to put butts in seats, yeah. if you want the grand opening for your promotion, but I don't know what happens if he loses. Or if he, you know, has a weird bus trip. Or he sees a bus he doesn't yeah, if like. So, if, yeah, maybe if he gets a, if he flies off the handle before the fight even gets there. But they, for your promotion, that would be money. If it's just, you don't know what's going to happen next. You don't know what's going to happen with Conor McGregor. Or if you want someone that actually wins, maybe a Kamaru Usman. As he is trying to fight Canelo, there's been the big thing with Usman and Canelo. Where it's, hey, man, you don't want to fight me. So you like so the Twitter back and forth between the MMA fighters and boxers is always so funny because it's the crossover of, I'll get in the boxing ring, but how about you come get in the cage? And why would a boxer do that? The boxers make the bigger, they hit the bigger payday. So there's no incentive for a boxer to want to get in the cage. The MMA fighters want to get in the boxing ring because, it, because of the big payday. And hey, maybe you get lucky with a punch. I mean, rarely do you get lucky with a punch, but it's also a like, why in the why in the world would the boxer be like, you want me to mess up my ankles? No, I'm not doing that. Punch me in the face. My face. I've trained my face. Punch me there. I think a uh, part of that is the goal is not to get hit in the face. Well, okay, I wasn't that good of a boxer. Oh, so that was just your strategy? Just tire out and hit me in the face. Uh, you know what? You know, I don't- oh yeah, you you arms down, face forward. That's my fighting stance. All right, Sherry. So if you were to pick someone, I know you're the biggest combat sports fan, but if you had to say, this is my guy, this is going to be my gravy ticket, this is my golden ticket to success and ratings and and fans, who would you pick? I mean, it's probably Fury, only on the basis of accent, entertaining. Why is he singing? He's singing. He's singing. Why is he singing? Okay, that's great. And it's boxing. It will have international draw. Maybe it's not super popular uh, as it once was here, but it'll be incredibly popular overseas. And that's what I'm looking for. Oh, man. You know what, Fury? That is a good pick. Another a curveball, because I just want to keep you on your toes and see what you think about this. Jake Paul. I think Jake Paul, if you're just, hey, we are the house of Jake Paul, like, I think you're going to get networks, you're going to get fans to buy it if you want to go the pay-per-view option, and then you're going to have a line of challengers. Everybody's going to want to come. I mean, you're, you, you actually, you may have gotten the value pick in the first, like, that's the, that's the, man, that's a really good thing, because you could also sell the series of watching him wander around before the fight, you could sell the series of him training during the fight. You can sell a bunch of stuff. That's a really good pick. And Jake Paul, you know what also comes with Jake Paul? I got his brother, you Logan, Logan Paul. I got the undercard. Oh, God. I'm all in because some say that he's making a mockery of the sport, but he's bringing eyeballs to the sport. Absolutely. Like, I, 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 I'm I, genuinely kind of annoyed that I didn't come up with the joke pick. You came up with the joke. Pick. But it's not a joke. It's not a joke. It's ridiculous, but it's not a joke. Yeah, that, thank you. <laughs> I may it's say ridiculous, things. ridiculous, but it's not a joke. Of course. Now, if you wanted to go with an actual 
contestant that you may think he'll his stars on the rise because some of the people Tyson Fury he's in his mid thirties. So I don't know how much longer you'd have with him for this promotion. I'm going with the old uh, three to four years of good stuff from Aaron Rodgers is good enough to still roll with him. Like that that old theory of I'm still rolling with the number one guy, even though he's he's a bit older and there's young and up and comers that you could work with. It's the same reason why I'm still I'm rolling with LeBron. It's not a great stand. I don't feel good about it, but I'm rolling with it. All right, if that's if that's what you want to do, more power to you. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna take people behind the curtains. Devon no. just gave me a look of like, what? No, it's you know what? You didn't have to say that. Because I did give you. I gave you a bit of a look. But hey, man, you know we've known each other for so long. That is fair. All right, Jared, and as we get we segue, you know here, not beautifully, but we do. We do. Let's ring the bell and get into my interview with Nico Ali Walsh. All right, and I'm pleased to introduce my next guest here on the fight game, Nico Ali Walsh. Nico, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine, man. And for those of you who do not know, Nico is the grandson of the legendary Muhammad Ali. Nico has a fight coming up this Saturday, April 30th, on the main card for Shakur Stevenson versus Oscar Valdez. Nico, you're 4-0. You're going up against Alejandro Ibarra. Do you know so much? Do you know anything about your opponent? How has the training camp been for this opponent here? Honestly, my training camps are always uh, more focused towards what I can do rather than what the opponent can do. Because you know, it's it's so uh, like opponents drop out last minute all the time. You know, mm-hmm. for my last fight, uh, I had one opponent scheduled to fight, and then the, like the last five days or so, uh, it was switched to a new opponent. But luckily, right now I'm fighting um, Ibarra, and uh, yeah, no, we've just we've planned. I've watched footage on him, and uh, yeah, I'm more than ready. Yeah, that last fight you speak of, Jeremiah Yeager, you knocked him out, and it was a stunning knockout because I thought the fight should have been stopped once he fell through the ropes. Now, are you establishing yourself as that knockout power? Are you going into every fight looking for the knockout? You know what? Not at all. Um, that's that's my biggest thing is that I, I think when people look for the knockout it doesn't happen. Uh, my first fight ended ended in a in a knockout. I wasn't expecting that. The second fight, uh, same thing. And uh, you know, so I'm I'm I never go in looking for the knockout. I, it just so happens that it's it's happened so far, and I'm. All right, now this fight is going to be here in Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and you are a hometown product, went to Bishop Gorman, still currently attending UNLV. What does this feel to be able to have a fight here in the home city? It's amazing. This is, this is my homecoming, so it's, this is real special to me. This is the biggest fight uh, that I've had so far in my short career, and, and I'm just excited for it. All right, now since it's in Vegas, I know you fought in New York City, Madison Square Garden, but now you've got you've got friends, you've probably got family hitting you up. Are people excited? Are people blowing you up like, "Hey Nico, you got to get me into this fight on Saturday?" Yeah, you know, um there's there's a ton of people that want to make it. Obviously, MSG is the biggest fight venue in the world, I think in my opinion. Uh but in my heart, Vegas is the biggest fight venue because, you know, it's this is this is my homecoming. So, uh, yeah, no, I've got people hitting me up, but they know that I can't do anything until after the fight. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, you say that after the fight. I mean, since you are from Vegas, you know the Vegas scene. I mean, is there, you know, you got to you gotta go out there and win the fight, but are there already motions in place? If you do win or when you do win, hey, you're going to celebrate with some of your friends and family after the fight? Yes, of course. No, I'm always, family's the most important thing. Um, so we've got an after party set up. It's uh, at the eight lounge in resorts world. And uh, yeah, I'm going to just be hanging out with my family and celebrating and we're going to have a good time. All right. Speaking of family, your brother, Biagio, he is also in the fight game, but he's getting inside the cage. I see he's, he's training over at extreme couture. Um, is this also something that your brothers picked up? Like what drove you two guys to, I see now two brothers that are both fighting, but in different sports. Did you guys always have a knack for combat sports growing up? Um, well, I, I know I have, I, I can't, speak on on his behalf he, because he he did play football um but yeah i mean it's it's interesting uh that we're we're doing our own thing in in, in separate uh separate sports and uh yeah we just got to see where what where it goes all right i know he's a little bit older than you i have an older brother myself but do you think yeah. you can take big bro you know what? <laughs> Everybody asked that question and in the last person who asked that question i i got reminded I, I remembered that our last fist fight was like when i was like nine years old and we have not fought since then and it's not gonna ha- it's not gonna happen <laughs> you get to a certain age and, and you know it goes from your parents get called when you fight to now if it happens now the police get called oh yeah definitely don't want it to escalate to yeah. that level there all right and also i see that not only do you have this big fight coming up but later next month that you're going to be graduating from UNLV, is that true? Yeah, you know, I'm supposed to. I, I uh, Because of the fight, I've been so focused on the fight, and uh, I've probably been slacking a little bit on, on my uh, schoolwork. But, yeah, I'm supposed to be graduating next month. Oh, man, nothing wrong with that. It's also good to see that even though you are rising up through the middleweight division, that you're still focusing your time and taking time out to get that degree at UNLV. So, hey, man, if, even if it does take a little bit longer than expected, nothing wrong with that. Again, we're talking to Nico Ali Walsh, who's going to be fighting this Saturday, April 30th, against Alejandro Ibarra at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. So you said that each fight that you just prepare for your fight, you know, you're not really caring about the opponent because it really focuses matters on what you focus on, on how well you train because an opponent can drop out on a moment's notice. So what are some of the things that you've been working on this camp to become a better fighter? Honestly, this camp has been the, probably the most special because it's been the longest. I mean, the amount of sparring that I got with, you know, uh, world-class uh, athletes is just... Uh, it, you can't you can't pay for that kind of sparring. You know, everybody everyone flooded to Vegas. I was sparring with Edgar Berlanga before he uh, did his main event at the M, at the MSG fight. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I just got so much. The biggest thing in this camp, I think, I got was the experience, and uh, that that's just something that you really can't buy. All right, any other special guests that you uh, sparred with for this camp? Ooh, I don't know. Honestly, I started, uh, I started just writing down rounds and I, I keep a little, uh, a book of everything that I do. And I started writing down the rounds because there were so many different people that I started losing track of their names. But, uh, Edgar, Edgar is an awesome dude and, and his team is awesome. So we're cool now. Um, and, uh, 
So, yeah, Edgar, I was with him for his whole camp before his last fight. But other than that, I've been sparring with a, a ton of people that I just forget to name. <laughs> All right, there. And also, you're part of the Top Rank family. And another member of the Top Rank family, Tyson Fury, just had a fight, won an impressive yes. faction, knockout in the sixth round. You said he's one of the best heavyweights you've ever seen. What do you think it makes Tyson Fury such a great fighter? I think just him being himself. Uh, I think the biggest thing, uh, you know, everyone, when it, when it comes to great fighters, when it comes to especially heavyweights, the first thing they want to do is compare him to, or compare whoever to my grandfather, because I, in most people's eyes, he's uh, the greatest of all time. So, uh, but really, I, I mean it when I say, like, he's the closest person to my grandfather since, since my grandfather. I mean, just the way he speaks, he's... Uh, I mean, everything about him, he's just, it's, it's strange. It's, it's just strange. He's such an anomaly at how he does what he does. And, uh, yeah, he's just, he's awesome. Yeah, he's definitely a showman. I will give him that. Yeah, Tyson Ferry is incredible. You being signed with Top Ranked as well. So got to support the Top Ranked family. Also, Nico, something else that I wanted to talk to you about was just the fact that since you are here at this stage, what comes next after this fight, moving up in this middleweight division, or is it still steady as it goes? I know you don't want to bite off two more than you can chew so early into your career. No, honestly, um, uh, you know, I spoke with Bob Arum, and he said, you know, if you need a break or anything, let me know. And honestly, I don't want a break. And, and that's, what I, that's what I told him, I think, I think staying active is the greatest thing that any, any fighter can do. Uh, that's, that's the greatest thing. Inactivity is like a, the downfall of all great fighters. So, you know, I've already got my next couple fights planned. Uh, so, no, today's, or, or this year is going to be a very, very busy year. So it's starting, it started off great with my last fight, and, and now I get to do this next fight, which is probably one of the biggest fights in boxing today. Uh, Stevenson Valdez, Valdez one, um, and yeah, wow, just we got an amazing year ahead. All right, you're saying that you want to stay active and you don't want to waste any time, but outside of the ring, what's keeping you active? What's keeping your attention? What do you like to do outside of boxing? Ah, it's so weird. The last, the last um, six, the last six or eight months of my life has been nothing but boxing. Honestly, outside of the ring, I I do schoolwork. I mean. My, my biggest passion outside of boxing is anything film-related. So, you know, I'm always watching uh, uh, movies and, and that kind of thing. And that's, a, that's a huge uh, passion of, of me and my family love that. So that's the only thing I really do outside of boxing. All right, let's keep it there for a second. What's the last good movie that you've seen? Uh, we stay up to date with a ton of movies. But you know what? We watched this, we watched this movie the other day called Arrival. It was like a, a sci-fi movie. It won a ton of, it, it won an Oscar. It was like nominated like seven times. So we watched that the other day. But my family and I are huge on scary movies. That's just, that's our thing. Oh man, scary movies, the horror movies, they kind of, if it gets a little too scary, I, you know, I can't do it. I'm not trying to be a little too squeamish, but you know, yeah. I don't want to be like peeking from my eyes while the movie's going on. And I just get too anxious. I'm a little jumpy, I'll admit. So you, you got me with that on the scary movies. Nico, thank you so much for joining us here on The Fight Game. You've got the fight coming up this Saturday. Is there anything else that you want to promote or let the fans know before? 
No, honestly, anybody who can make it to the physical fight, that it's, it's going to be awesome. It's going to be an electric night, not just for myself, but there's so many great fights that night. Like, I know so many of the fighters there, and it's just a super stacked card. Uh, the, you're going to witness the fight of the year, I believe, with Valdez and Stevenson. And, uh, yeah, if, if not, tune in on ESPN. All right, you heard it, you heard it here from him, folks. You heard it from him here first, folks. Nico Ali Wash is taking on Alejandro Ibarra this Saturday, April 30th at the MGM Grand Garden Arena. Nico, thank you for your time. Thank you. All right, and that was Nico Ali Wash. If you guys are not excited for that fight, I mean, the man even put over Tyson Fury and comparing him to his grandfather. Just a great guy all around. And Jarrett... We are going to go to break, but update us on that poll. Who's winning before we go to break? All right, before we go to break, the poll currently has 14 votes, and Tyson Fury is winning with 64.3% of the vote. You can get your votes in if you go to 1230 The Game on Twitter. Both Damon and myself have retweeted the poll. Uh, that poll will stay open until next show. So that way we can uh, we can determine a final answer, but we will get you updates throughout the show. And you can call the show at 702-221-8982. This is The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game. All right, and we're back here on The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Now, Jared, someone that we didn't mention for this one fighter, if you had to choose to start your promotion who's the number one pick one person we didn't mention but Shakur Stevenson he's someone that if you're looking for the total package maybe he should be on the list I mean 17 and 0 already 24 years old Olympic gold medalist has that polish of becoming skill wise in the ring the next Floyd Mayweather and it's one of those things where it is very high praise because of being looked at so young at the 130-pound division of being the next guy. This next fight here, barring that he wins, this is the fight that's going to take him to pay-per-view superstardom. And that's the big, can you draw? I think that that is so important for fighters. And it's so so important. Like the show question is, can you draw in a promotion? Because we always see the boring fighters or the fighters that, hey, he's winning, but nobody really wants to yeah, talk about him. Yeah, no one cares. That's that is you are exactly right, and I will say the reason that the reason if the show I do on uh, ESPN Las Vegas is talking about the UFC, it's because Conor is involved, and that is basically that's it. Because hey, there, yeah, there's there are better fighters, there are fighters who win all the time. None of them talk like a professional wrestler. That's the draw, and so. I'm it like the way you've set this up. I'm excited to have a guy that's going to actually like you know can can he be the draw? Is that the is that the next step in his career? That's that's fascinating. Yes, because it, the work that you put in in the ring to be the best at what you do. That's that's I feel like that's almost that's half the part. That's half the battle is actually being good in the ring, being good at the sport that you've worked your whole life at. It's attracting an audience. Becoming a draw, Canelo, he has worked up to that superstar status of he is a draw. People want to see Canelo fight. English is not English, not his first language, but he's overcome that, not being that well spoken in his English. 
but he's still working on it. But he's true. He's proven to people with the knockout power that hey, I'm a draw. When Canelo fights, people are wanting to tune in to see this. And it's just one of those things that is so important in the fight game. So, Jared, before we jump into the interview with Shakur Stevenson, update the poll one more time for me, please. All right, we're up to 22 votes. Tyson Fury still with the lead, but it has gone down. It's 59.1 with Jake Paul somehow getting 31.8% of the votes. I, I, I'm i not saying somehow is a, like you're a fool for choosing him. I already said that it was a great choice. It just is shocking to me how much... I, I had to assume the hate for Jake Paul would be would out outweigh the obvious genius of starting a promotion with him. And also if Elon if Elon Musk is buying Twitter, I don't know if he's still doing that. I don't know if his funny money's all there for that forty four billion dollar purchase. He's always talking about the edit button and yachts. Make the polls up op- make the poll option bigger. You know, that's all I'm asking for. <laughs> Cause other isn't getting enough credit. I feel like I wish we could have replaced other with just some more names. Maybe uh ten. Tens the perfect limit for me for a poll. As the person who has to put up the poll, I disagree. But, you know, whatever, man. You know, Elon will talk. All right. <laughs> now let's jump into my interview with Shakira Stevenson. I'm pleased to introduce my next guest here on The Fight Game, the WBO Super Featherweight Champion of the World, 17-0, nine knockouts, Shakira Stevenson. Shakira, how you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I'm just uh, ready to fight and... Ready to stop talking about the fight and throw fish. Yeah, man, I always wonder about you fighters because, you know, all the training that goes into it, but then the media side of it, how many interviews have you done? How much are you ready to get in there and just get it over with and get down to business? Uh, I'm definitely ready to get in there and fight. I'm tired of doing interviews. Uh, I don't want to keep talking about what I'm going to do. I'd rather go in there and show everybody what I'm about to do to this dude. All right, and that dude is Oscar Valdez, the WBC champion, the super featherweight champion for the WBC. So how has the camp been preparing for Valdez? Because this is probably the toughest fight of your career. He is also an undefeated fighter with a little bit more experience. Uh, yeah, for sure. I camp been good. You know, I think I'm in the best shape of my life. Um, I'm just ready to perform. I think this dude not on my level, and I'm ready to show the world that. All right, so for this camp, I saw that you had Terrence Crawford in, and you guys were sparring a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about that sparring session with Bud? Um, Bud just come in, came and pushed me. Um, we ended up doing nine rounds straight, and uh, it was dog work. You know, um, he pushed me to a high level, and I'm ready to show, you know, what I can do. All right, and I also see that you're a new father. So how is your approach to fighting, and how has your hunger grown since you become a father? No, I'm definitely motivated since I became a father. I know that I'm doing this for my daughter. I ain't seen my daughter in eight weeks, so I'm kind of want to see her badly, but I'm going to wait till after this fight to see her right after the fight. I'm going to make sure I see my daughter. So um, I just, you know, I want to provide for my daughter and keep, you know, making sure that she's straight for the rest of her life. So at the end of the day, uh, I got to work hard and I got to go out there and show out come April 30th all because of all right, and again, we're talking to Shakur Stevenson, the WBO Super Featherweight Champion of the World. And Shakur, I saw in some other interviews before you were talking about this fight is going to be the stepping stone to you becoming a pay-per-view star. What does it mean for you becoming a boxer, going for that pound-for-pound title to be the best in the world? How much does becoming a pay-per-view star factor in becoming the top pound-for-pound fighter in the world? Uh, it definitely, um, it's definitely one of those fights that can skyrocket my career. 
um, turn me to a pay-per-view superstar. I know it's going to be a lot of eyes on this fight, a lot of people attending and watching. And, uh, I'm just ready. I'm ready for the moment. Like, this moment that I've been waiting for my whole boxing career. Um, I've been waiting for this since I was a little kid at the end of the day. So everything that I've done in my past has led up to this point. So now I'm just ready to perform and put my name out there and show the world that I'm here to stay. All right, and I know that you said this dude is not on your level, but what are some of the things you've been working on in camp to make sure you stay sharp and stay ready for this fight? I can't tell you what we've been doing <laughs> in camp. You know, I can't tell you that that's the that's the secret to, uh, you know, what's going to come on fight night. I don't want him to read anything that you got to say and say that I said this. So at the end of the day, um, you just tune in, come April 30th, I'm going to show you what we've been working on. All right, yeah, that's this Saturday, April 30th, the MGM Grand Garden Arena, ESPN and ESPN Plus. If anybody who wants to watch it, if you can't get your hands on a ticket, all right, Shakur, something that I see that you tweet about, and it's something that's very near and dear to my heart as well, Dragon Ball Z. So, I mean, who's your favorite DBZ character, man? I like Goku and Vegeta. Like, I'm a fan of both. Um, I like Vegeta. It's like certain times, like certain seasons you like – Vegeta, certain seasons, you like Goku because, um, like, in the beginning when Vegeta first started, he was fighting for himself, and then, you know, as he um, got a family and all that, then he started fighting for Trunks and Boma. So then, uh, that's when I kind of, like, gravitated more towards him. But um, I just like Goku attitude. Like, Goku attitude is like an attitude where, you know, he want to fight the best, and he want to get in the ring with the best and challenge his skills versus everybody. So... Oh, I like his attitude, so I can't really pick between them two, but I like them two for sure. Oh, man, I like how you said that. I've never really thought about it, like applying it to how you fighters might think about yourselves because Goku is that I'm ready for whoever, always training. And if someone does beat him, it's, hey, I want to get back in there. I want to train to be even better for a fight. So I like that. I've never thought about you guys as fighters almost like a Goku where you just, I want the best at all times to prove that I'm the best. Yeah, 100%. I've been watching Dragon Ball Z this whole camp, so... Um, definitely my mindset is definitely like like a Goku. Like I like wanna get in the ring where Valdez at his best. He in the prime of his career, so I wanna be him at his best and uh definitely I agree with everything you just said. Uh so are you caught up on Super as well? Yeah, for sure. I'm caught up on every episode. Super, um uh, I'm waiting for the um something else to come out because I watched the whole Super. I know uh after the tournament of powers, uh Ain't nothing else happened. I'm waiting for something else to happen. So uh, we need, you know, some new Dragon Ball Z. All right, man, because I know you said you're tired of talking about the fight. So let's just talk about, you know, some Shakur Stevenson. You said you've been watching Dragon Ball Z all camp. What else have you been doing in during during this camp besides, you know, training? Uh, I just watch, honestly, that's all I've been doing. Uh, <laughs> watching Dragon Ball Z, I play spades. Like, I like to play spades. I'm a spades player. So um, I get my, me and my, my homies and We'll set up and play some, play a little bit of spades. Oh, man. I, man you, I wish I could join you on that. Like, I basically just learned how to play spades a couple years ago. Basically, during the pandemic, you ain't had nothing to do but chill with your family. So that's when I learned how to play spades. I'm not the best, you know, but I'll I be, I be trying. I can hold my own now. Yeah, I could, I could play with somebody like you, you know, as long as you're on my team, you're good. All right, man. I guide, I guide you in the right direction. All right, so I'm already thinking you're one of the best in the world. So I'm thinking that you are going to win this fight. I've got you. I know that you are the favorite coming into this fight. If you are to win this fight, what are the celebrations like? Is there going to be a big after party? 
Oh, for sure. Uh, we gonna party. We gonna turn up. Um, I, I honestly, I'm I like the party, but I'm really looking forward to getting back to like Houston and eating all the food that they got there. I feel like they got some of the best food on the planet. So I can't wait to get back to Houston. Go hit Turkey Leg Hut up. Hit the um Gracie's, the Breakfast Club, Prospect Park. You know that's a club, but they got good food there too. So I'm gonna just go there for their food. All right, hold on. Turkey leg, is that the one where if it don't fall off the bone, it's free? It is. It's, a, it's, a, it's like a big turkey leg. Like, it's, it's really big. Um, <laughs> it's a turkey Boss. leg. Like, that's, like it's good as hell, though. I ain't gonna lie. All right, man. No, let's keep talking about food because I love to eat. Don't sleep on Vegas either. I mean, you might hit, you might hit someplace after the fight and you just got to go somewhere here in town. Because, I mean, don't yeah, sleep on Vegas. You might got to recommend some spots, but I've been to certain places in Vegas and they don't got nothing on Houston. I feel like Houston got the best food on the planet. All right, well, I'm from Memphis, so I'm going to debate. I'm going to at least stand for that Memphis barbecue. But I will give you that because, you know, Vegas is more like the upscale restaurant type things. So I yeah. will I will give you that. But Shaq's got a spot. Shaq's place, Big Chicken. You just want oh, like I, a, I had that. I had Shaq's spot. That's, that's good. I ain't going to lie. They got a good, good, uh, good little menu. I like um, some Chinese food down here, too. They got a spot called... Uh, I don't know what's the name of it. It's good though, but eat it every time we here. That's it's, it's real good though. Yo, once you get the name of that spot, you might have to give it to me because I gotta see where you and Bud going to eat. Because I too, man, yo, all the Asian cuisine. Like I'm real, I'm getting real big into ramen now too. Where I'm just like, I I don't even know how to eat with the chopsticks. Don't need a fork no more. I'm proud of myself. Yeah, only ramen I know is ramen noodles, man. Yo, still get down <laughs> on that too. Ain't too good for it. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I get home, we are gonna eat some ramen noodles, man. All right, Shakur, thank you so much for joining me today. This, is, this has been Shakur Stevens in the WBO Super Featherweight Champion of the World. He's taking on Oscar Valdez in a unification fight. He's the WBC Super Featherweight Champion of the World this Saturday, April 30th at the MGM Grand Arena. Shakur, thank you, man. I appreciate else? your interview, too, man. I like, I like, I like your interview, man. Uh, man, thank you so much. Thanks for coming on with me. Oh, good. And there he goes, Shakur Stevenson. And, I mean, I really love talking to Shakur. So... Just fun because, like he said, he's been talking about boxing all week promoting this fight. Oscar Valdez, what are you going to do? How are you going to knock him out? Which round? Ah, he's done talking about that. So let's just talk about some Dragon Ball Z and some food, man. What's better than that? That's That genuinely was... I, I want to talk to all athletes about anime. Like, it is one of my favorite, like, weird quasi Venn diagrams is that there's an entire generation now of athletes that were like they're like so who do you identify with like who is your sports hero oh Goku and it's just like one of those like I I love this when did this start becoming a thing it would have been like in the mid 90s someone be like you know Wolverine Wolverine was like a big part of my training yeah but also you said when did this become a thing when the people that we cover are now younger than <laughs> yes, us. Yes, yes. Shakur exactly. Stevenson, 24 years old. Nico Ali Walsh that we had on earlier in the show, 21 years old. It's so great, though. It's just, it's, and the best part about, like, if you are at all inclined to be into Dragon Ball Z, genuinely, the premise of, like, half the time, the premise of what Goku is doing is he's helping out the bad guy so that he can fight them. Because he wants all the smoke. Yeah. And I love that for a boxer. Like I said, Shakur, one of the best fighters in the world. He wants all the smoke. He wants Valdez at his best. Yeah. And it's just, hey, man, this is great stuff here. Wanting to fight and keep fighting. 
And Jared, before we go to break, one more time, can you update that poll? All right, we are up to 31 votes. Tyson Fury is maintaining his lead at 54.8, but it is going down every single time. And Jake Paul is going up at 32.3. We do finally have 6.5 and 6.5 for Usman and other. We have not had anyone respond. You can always respond to the tweet with who your pick for other is, and that will be read on the show. Like I said, you have until we will not finalize the poll until next show. But <laughs> but we will keep updating it throughout the course of the show. Yeah, and that question is, if you had to start a promotion with any fighter in the in the combat sports world, who would your number one pick be? Let us know at 702-221-8982. This is The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. Welcome back to The Fight Game. All right, and we are back here on The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. This hour has just been flying by. And Jared, you know, you're my tag team partner. Jared is also the producer on ESPN Las Vegas, The Press Box, every morning from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. But the inner machinations of Jared's mind are an enigma. (laughs) You know, he's a character in the highest regard. So I've got to let Jared, you know, spread his wings a little bit with a few good minutes with Jared. Jared, what you got today? Okay, so there has been a repeated problem all throughout baseball where guys keep getting hit and half half of them are blaming the ball being weird. Like, the ball's weird. The ball's weird. I can't grip it. Well, anyway, so the basically, the Mets are playing the Cardinals yesterday. And the previous day, a bunch of guys got hit. And so you would expect that a bunch of Cardinals today would get hit because, you know, retribution, baseball's dumb, and everybody has to take it out on everybody. Well... Nolan Arenado, for the Cardinals, steps up to the plate and basically indicates, hit me here. I know you're going to hit me. Hit me here. Hit me in the chest. Hit me in the butt. Hit me in the side. Well, the ball goes near his head, and uh, I'm going to play some sound for you. This is the TV call of what happened. And it's up and in, and you had to know that was coming. And Arenado nods out at Lopez as if to say, I knew, and now he says, come get me. And here we go. You knew something was going to happen, and here it is. Both benches empty, and they are really going at it now. This has been brewing for the last couple of days, and after J.D. Davis got drilled in the ankle, bodies start to fly. And it sees Cabrera, who hit J.D. Davis, is right in the middle of it. That's Pete in the middle of it. Yoan Lopez, brand new to this team, but he knew what was going to be asked of him. And he dusted off Arenado, and Arenado took exception. This he has been separated like from the pack. The Mets' second bench-clearing incident as the result of being hit by so many pitches. They had one in Washington the second day of the season, and it's now it erupts in St. Louis. And I have to say it was only a matter of time. Well, after Davis got hit, you heard me say it's going to get ugly here in the next couple innings, and here is what has happened. Um, that was an automatic. I personally wouldn't have thrown at the head of Arenado. I would have, I would have hit him, though. Hit him though. I wouldn't have thrown at his head, but I would hit him. Okay. The unwritten rules, real quick. The unwritten rules of baseball are so stupid and idiotic. The fact that hey, if our team gets hit by a pitch, we have to throw at them and hit them with a pitch. What are you doing? I mean, it's already you get a free base. Go take it. 
Like that's the the actual rule. Like you get it un you get an advantage if they screw up. You don't need to bring violence into this. No, I'm all for charging the mound, <laughs> but I don't get the back and forth how he says this has been brewing for a few days. This I knew it could get ugly. If someone hits you, go handle it right then and there. <laughs> yeah, that's well. I, I, I'm not saying go back to the dugout and tell your pitcher, "Hey, man, you should uh, somebody beam the next guy when he comes up." No, you got hit by the pitch. Go attack the mound now or forever hold your peace. All right, well, there's a couple different things I want to discuss here, which is always every guy in the history of charging the mound drops the bat. Am I the only one that's like, you have a weapon? No, that's the difference between a five-game suspension and a lifetime ban. If you go upside the head of someone with your bat, I mean, I bet they'll be apologizing in a hurry if I come running with the bat. No, you're doing too much. (laughs) All right. So besides that, though, something that I actually like, something I've always wanted to think about is baseball is currently, to my knowledge, the only thing where the only sport where it's acceptable that four to seven times a year, both like 25 guys on both teams will run onto the field to get into a, a massive dust up. And then it's like, hey, hey, we still got two and a half hours left to play. Everybody go to their bench. Where if it was like football, typically you see like a lineman from the guy's team like pick him up and be like, no, 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 we are not fighting. We are not fighting today. This is the only sport where it's like, fight, everybody go. You know what I think it is? They're not really trying to fight. It's a oh. lot of posturing. It's I'm I'm not saying they're pulling their punches, but they're not really trying to hurt one another. Oh, it's, it's a, a lot, lot of grabbing. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of grabbing and shoving and stuff. I I understand that, but at the same time, it's literally like what other or if tennis all of a sudden well, something happens. You know, happened, it's individual, so you wouldn't have that. No, but the coaches, the coaches are a part of it. Literally, like they're jumping over the walls at Wimbledon and running in there. What other sport could we have this? Could we add this to? Maybe not to improve the sport, but to make a bigger spectacle. If you ask anybody over the age of fifty, this is basically what the NBA was in the eighties. <laughs> Just. <laughs> Dr. J and the chicken wing yeah. yeah you know That everybody was fighting back then And I've seen some of those videos Yeah where you got guys getting dropped So I see why they said we got to take fighting out of this sport <laughs> Well I mean People are getting like broken orbital bones The funniest thing Well the worst thing that I've ever seen in a baseball brawl Is when Pedro Martinez Threw down a bench coach for the Yankees I mean there was. There's a difference between the levels of you know, of hurt in these fights. Yeah, all right, that's that's a hundred percent fair. I mean, it also the best part of an NBA fight will always be that everyone, including the fans, were fine with NBA fights up until the fans got involved and were like, "Uh oh, they're coming up the steps." And that is the malice at the palace, is what he's talking about there. I mean, one of the most Surprising, shocking moments in sports history. I mean, I still enjoy. Was it? I want to say it was Steven Jackson afterwards going. Do you think they're going to get suspended? Think we're going to get in trouble? Yeah, that's what it is. Think we're going to get in trouble for this? But I, I, I genuinely like the ball. Like some guys are blaming the ball. Some guys are like having issues with controlling where they're throwing. 
But at the same well, time, well, that's because they can't. Uh, they are cracking down on their oh, their new their yeah, new foreign can. substances. What was the big substance last year? Something about it make the ball being all sticky and whatnot. I mean, Rosin, it I want to say, yeah, it might have been stick them, but uh. yeah, you know. So there's always going to be a new the issue in baseball this season well, conversation. I, I just don't understand. I guess I my favorite. One of my favorite baseball memories is when the Dodgers had a similar brouhaha and Mark McGuire jumped over the dugout railing like Bam Bam Bigelow and just started running out with his hand raised like he was about to slam it down on someone's head. Hold on. Here, here's a good question for you, Jared, because, you know, we've been talking so much about baseball fights and the benches clearing Who's an athlete from a team sport if you had to start a fight promotion? Because it made me think when we're talking about Malice at the Palace, maybe not to be a, a fighter full-time on the roster, but Ron Artest, Ron Artest, I would love to see him just fighting, maybe even some fans. I don't know who, because I, I know that there are some, Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons, he has a legit fight background, and I know you're, you're not in your head. You're probably thinking, who's Isaiah Stewart from the Detroit Pistons? He's the guy that when LeBron elbowed him and made him bleed, that it took the entire city of Detroit <laughs> to hold him back. To hold him back. Yeah, those are pretty good. Uh, I can't remember James. Is it James Johnson? Uh, James Johnson, yes, basketball player. I think he was on the, he was on the Brooklyn Nets um, as of this season. I think he was released though. Okay, oh man, I can't. There used to be a guy on the Miami Heat who literally said he could spin kick a a uh, a basketball into the net, like he could score a point by throwing the basketball up and doing a jumping spin kick, and it would hit the backboard and go in. And I need to remember that dude's name because that dude was that it not dude, James Johnson. It may have been James Johnson, but I'm not 100 percent sure. And I. I I have been confidently incorrect many times in my life. I don't want to do it with that guy. All right, Jared, one last update on the poll before we get out of here, please. All right. Last update on the poll. We currently have 38 votes, six days left. Tyson Fury is leading the pack with 57.9. And coming in second is Jake Paul with 28.9. Kumara Usman at 7.9 and other at 5.3. And uh, that's the poll. It'll be open for seven more days. Uh, well, it's technically 20. Uh, I, I, yeah, we, we all Understand. know what you mean, Jared. Don't tie yourself into a knot over this one. All mm. right, I Jared, we got to get out of here because I know you've got to run and go do things. I've got to get ready for another show. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920. You can listen to that. And Jared's got to get out of here, Jared. Get yeah, out of here. Yeah, I got to get out of get here. Get to I'm going. Sorry. And this has been The Fight Game on 1230 The Game. I am your host, Damon Cotton. Thank you for listening, everybody. <laughs>